0: This time on Verted North, Nikki is sicky but left us some tasty drinkies. Dan wishes he was a hobbit. Caroline has been reading about cemeteries, plus stuff about mums and seed saving. Woody, Woody, don't move that booty. We're about to hit you with the Verted North podcast. And here's your host, Caroline Holstrom.
1: Woo! Hi, everybody. It's me, Caroline. I read these intros, and Randy's just mad at me that I made him say woody, woody.
0: Oh, I'm not even mad. I am proud of that. (laughs) Like, honestly, you need to fit more in this podcast is what I'm, saying, what I'm telling you right now. <laughs> All right. More booty for them freaks out there.
1: Noted. I think we should post a picture of Randy's booty. There's after plenty this. of
0: plant freaks.
2: You know, I wonder what... We should uh, take a vote to see what people
0: think is the plant With the biggest booty oh, what, what is actually a voluptuous plant <laughs> Who's got the biggest bush
1: Which plant looks the best naked
0: <laughs> Really traumatize them sexually That's what I need the plants to feel Really wrongly sexualized I think it's the baobab tree <laughs>
3: Did I say that right I have no mm, idea,
2: I have what I have idea
0: what you who you're referring animal. to even But I am hot for it Yeah <laughs> That's my vote. Uh, you're on up you're not on the Scattered Podcast, you're on for the north.
1: Oh whoops. 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 All no right.
0: we're not talking about over sexual stuff. We're talking about plant sexual stuff.
1: Hey, plantophiles. You're my people. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> our dearly beloved Nikki is Ill. She's super snuffly. So she uh, gave us instructions on a drink to make. It's a, a blueberry old fashioned, where we took blueberries from my garden and I froze them because we didn't know when we were going to be able to use them. And tonight's the night. Woohoo! All right, so fresh uh, homegrown blueberries, and these are a little smaller, kind of like the wild blueberries. Um, and then we did maybe. Almost an ounce of simple syrup, two ounces of blueberries, and then about two ounces of dark rum. And we muddled it all together and put it over ice. And it's actually a really it's beautiful, good. it's a beautiful, like r- rich, ready maroon color. And then the little berries in the glasses are really pretty too. Yeah. So, Nikki. You have outdone yourself once again. Yeah. Even in your absence, you are (laughs) so good.
2: The color reminds me of like plum wine
0: or something. You know,
1: it's yeah. like it's, it's
2: almost like a really like nice. a fa-
0: like something you see in a movie almost. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. like this is prop drink. Don't touch it. Like it's not drinkable. <laughs> but it's actually actually drinkable and delicious. looking.
1: it's beautiful. It's I really like it.
0: I've been like tonight. If this is a time warp, this is our second episode we recorded tonight. But you're not gonna hear this for another couple weeks, probably way past this. But I've been slowly getting my wife drunk because I just keep <laughs> they're too sweet for me. But that's fine. They're delicious. But she's like I'm watching so you think can dance and this. The best. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you, Nikki.
1: She's watching. So, you think you can dance while we're playing? So, you think you can drink upstairs? So we're talk about plants at the plants. same time. Yeah. <laughs> while we talk about plants, hey, I grew Plant these blueberries. Dance. I love these. These are so good. So. Oh, you
0: grew some delicious blueberries.
1: Yeah, I didn't. I don't get a ton of blueberries off of my plants. Here's what I'm doing. Here's what I'll do different. I'll break it down for you. Listen, listen, listen up. Okay, so I have. Two different varieties of blueberries. A lot of blueberry bushes require another bush of a different variety for cross-pollination for maximum yield. Okay, so we know that much. Secondly, there's a lot of blueberries that uh, they all really want pretty acidic soil. Yeah. So I have two blueberries in a four-foot square plot Uh, that I haven't done a whole lot with to make really acidic, but it's kind of like I've put some pine needles in that area, a little bit of peat moss and, um, I've had them there for a couple of years and I probably get maybe three cups of blueberries total (laughs) off of these bushes before the birds get to them. Um, and I think what I need to do differently is I need to dig these guys up and stick them in a pot that I can move around. Because if, oh. he, if you need to control pH for a plant, um, it's easier to do in a smaller area yeah. and not just right in the ground. Yep. And I yep. also have these strawberries that keep trying to take over that area and kind of choke out the blueberry, which is what's really... Like, Strawberries, I can buy you cheap every day, all the time. (laughs) Screw you, strawberries. I don't even care. Like, you're one of the least producing plants for the most amount of real estate you take up. So, strawberries, you need to really think about yourself for a while and why I should like you. (laughs) (laughs) But blueberries, they're delicious. They're low sugar and high flavor, and the plants turn beautiful colors in the fall. And guess what? It's fall right now. La, 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 la. It is fall time. And my blueberry plants look blue beautiful. They're so, <laughs> they're pretty. <laughs> so a lot of people will use them in um, landscape settings, too, because they look so nice. And I'm like, that. hey, I'm all about landscaping that you can eat. No. That's. I feel like you may as well. You might. You might as well.
2: If you're gonna put in the effort, you may as well eat it.
1: So hey, here's cheers to Nikki and blueberries. Cheers.
0: Great collaboration.
1: Great collaborations. Dan. Yeah. Dan Hudson, I hear you have. And a, an important weekend coming up In your adulthood You have a really serious Spiritual weekend coming up yeah. It's his
0: bar mitzvah <laughs> 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 He's finally a man
1: yeah. You're the man now dog what I is- <laughs> am
2: I am the hobbit now <laughs> So this weekend Is September 22nd Which is uh, Bilbo and Frodo's Birthday I don't know if you know that, but... I didn't. That is the truth. Um, But it also marks the 11th anniversary of the summer that me and a bunch of friends built a hobbit hole in my parents' backyard when we were home from college. (laughs) (laughs) So we dug like a giant pit in my parents' yard. Uh, And then we poured some cement and we built up a bunch of cinder blocks and we... Built a roof over the top and covered it up with dirt, and put a f- like a front face on it. So it's about four feet tall in the front,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and it's like covered totally covered over with dirt and grass. And then when you um, there's a round door, of course, of course, uh, which you, makes
1: it look extra hobbity
2: <laughs> It's uh, <laughs> it's pretty legit. Uh, the door opens in, which a lot of people don't get, but. Um, Then you step down a couple of feet, and it's about six and a half feet on the inside.
1: Are there Uh, any windows or anything, or are you just in a cave? Not yet.
2: You know, we built a window for it, but we haven't put it in yet. Um, But it's most, yeah, it's mostly a cave. We usually have just have like lamp, lamp light. Um, I love lamp. (laughs) uh, Yeah, Um, but it's pretty rad. And so that was eleven years ago. We built it in the summer of two thousand six.
1: Eleven years ago, and you still haven't put that window in, huh? Yeah, you know, I just never got around to it. <laughs> I'm gonna give you crap about that only because it took my dad <laughs> like 15 years to put in a bathroom in his basement, and so I'm gonna be like, typical. You didn't even get the window After 11 years. A little hobbit. What do you? Par- what do your parents do with your hobbit hole?
2: Uh, most of the most of the time, it's it's basically their shed. So, with they, just a gaping there's window, there's just hole. garden tools. Well, there's no window hole, I mean, it's it's fully it's covered up,
1: so like varmints can't get in.
2: Well, they certainly could, like mice and moles and stuff, can certainly get in there. There's all kinds of big spiders and stuff that, that chill in there. Um, but we cleaned them out uh, the other day, um, yeah. Are you and gonna
1: so, are you gonna decorate it like bag end or what are you gonna yeah, do? Maybe I probably won't have time,
2: but um there's a lot of nice landscaping around it, so we've got some cool like landscaping bricks around the front of it and we've got a bunch of like some Iberus um that's growing around the front. It's like this nice like white little these white flowers. Mm-hmm. That looks pretty cool. We've also got some viney growing things. Um it's also been sitting sitting outside in the elements for like over ten years, so it's kind of got this like weathered charm to like it now. Al-
1: like almost eleven years.
2: Like almost eleven years. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so it looks pretty cool. My mom put daylilies lilies around it, so there's this kind of like, it looks like it's got uh, you know that haircut that like monks have where they shave the top of their head but not the sides. Yeah, the friar tuck. Yeah, the friar tuck. The friar tuck. It's kind of got that. It's like friar, Bilbo. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's gonna be fun. Gonna make some gooseberry soda, which uh,
1: <laughs> that sounds really cute.
2: Yeah, we'll see how it turns out. Uh, we just had some gooseberries in a drink on the last episode, and those were really delicious. So I'm hoping my soda that also includes gooseberries they're not fresh. They're not gonna be fresh, but
1: where, we'll see. Where I think it'll your still be good.
2: They're from Oregon. <laughs> From the Oregon Fruit Puree Company. From
1: the Oregon Fruit. Yeah. Oh, you, they're canned. They're yeah. canned gooseberries. Yeah,
2: they're in light syrup. So, we'll,
1: well see. We'll, well see. Well,
2: I, I'm 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 assuming that they they're gonna have some flavor because why would you sell a canned fruit that doesn't have any flavor? You know. Because
0: people like me buy it. That's probably why. buy it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 these idiots are going to buy gooseberries out of the freaking can. Look at these dum-dums. What a fool.
2: But, uh, yeah, I'm going to make some gooseberry thing. Uh, I've got a couple batches of beer I brewed. I got a five-gallon barrel from my dad. Nice. From my dad. And I got a little tap for it. <coughs> a wooden tap. So, uh, going to be... Uh, Gonna be trying to tap some stout from a barrel. Tap that. Yeah, we'll see if it works.
1: And it's your own stout you brewed in this barrel. Yep. Hey, that's pretty rad. Yeah. I had one friend whose dad bought him a filing cabinet. Your dad got you a beer, (laughs) a beer cask. That's that's.
2: Well, to be fair, it was one that he uh, was gonna throw away. So. It's more of a hand-me-down It's more like I took it off his hands But still
1: You're so thoughtful, dad
2: Yeah Mucho apreciado, though
1: That's pretty cool, though yeah. So a goose, you're going to roast a goose, a goose I'm berry, hoping soda, to, yeah I'm hoping
2: to acquire a goose and roast that And uh, there's, I'm going to try to play some Hobbit games or something And, uh, you know, just live up the Hobbit life
1: I think you need some fireworks then right
2: like
0: if there's like a wandering wizard that comes i really should show up as tom the wizard (laughs) for my larping and just be like what's up guys how are you (laughs) Uh, i brought some sweet fireworks guys you guys are ready
1: (laughs) smoking out of a really long pipe and you just
0: (laughs) i just have a fat bong (laughs) hey fellas oh man we will be smoking
2: pipes that's gonna be there. <laughs> gotta, gotta, I am gotta, excited about that. Got a dozen. Uh, you corn guys have, pipes. Oh. have long
1: pipes. What? Bongs <laughs> <You guys laughs> have like those long pipes.
2: Oh. The- no, just corn cob pipes. Yeah, corn cob pipes. What kind of tobacco did you get? I'm um, gonna be getting some Black Cavendish, probably. Okay. sounds like some good mild. Yeah, yeah, like
0: easy smoking stuff. But I like a nice cherry topping to it. But oh no. yeah. No.
1: I don't know anything.
0: About I I, I smoked smoke. smoke a little pipe tobacco for a while. It's it's fine Mm -hmm. it's it's nice it's like anything it's like oh there's nicotine in there for you to stay up and like but at the same time i'm like oh it's not smoking cigarettes at least yeah
1: i've only ever had tobacco in the form of uh whatever they stick in oh yeah snooze
0: Snooze. (laughs) you seem like a snooze girl really
1: that snooze come on <laughs> my nasally nose and constant sniffles are
2: that's snuff you're thinking of snuff is the one you snort snooze is the Swedish version they pack it it's like yeah. cheap but they put it in a
0: little packet and that's, like, that's what it, my grandpa called it looks, it looks like you're eating like a silica packet yeah. that's
1: what my grandpa called cowboy candy <laughs> and he would always have that tucked in his lower lip. Like, he oh quit smoking God. when my mom got pregnant with me 30 <clears throat> years ago. Um, and then my dad quit smoking, too, but he didn't continue with the quote-unquote cowboy candy. No. And so he ended up, my grandpa ended up living down with my uh, Aunt Karen for a while in Louisiana and she tried to find him snooze to oh yeah, you know because he's an old man and he's addicted and he just wants his little cowboy candies that's all and she had to drive to like 10 different gas stations to try and find it because everyone was like what the hell nobody does that here but that's because I'm from cowboy South Dakota you know
2: <laughs> it's funny you say that because when I tried snooze I was in
0: New Orleans that's where I like found out about <laughs> snooze I think it's really like a rednecky thing. Like okay, okay. Like like you need, like I don't know. Have you been on Instagram where you see some of these guys are like I'm the I'm the dip king and they have like a bunch mm-hmm. of like dip cans and snooze cans and stuff. Like this is awesome. It's and, so gross. And uh, to be fair, my wife just messaged me and she said snooze snooze
1: snooze snooze. That's. Uh, death by Snoo Snoo is a yeah. different topic. Yeah. For those of you who watch Futurama, that
0: yeah, well, that's our for our Futurama podcast for our Futurama Recorded podcast.
1: Recording next week, Verdant
0: <laughs> <laughs> Verden, Futurama. No, oh, it's Leela, my daughter. Leela, God, I can't even make a joke. <laughs> I'm dumb. All
1: right.
0: It's all right. We're all dumb tonight.
1: <laughs> we all dumb. It's two episodes in one night because we want to give you the people. What you want, and what you want is regular intervals. So,
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're really breaking the illusion of pacing these ads.
1: <laughs> That's okay. We'll be fine.
0: We have so much content.
1: It's okay, everybody. Content. I want to talk about cemetery iris, which is a pretty cool thing I've been reading about. So, iris, everybody knows what an iris looks like, but there's a type of white iris called a cemetery iris. It's also called white flag. Oh yeah, and um, they are you know kind of like your traditional iris. They like hot, dry places. You don't you don't want to plant them too deep. They want to kind of bake in the sun a bit, and um, they're pretty hardy zones uh, four through nine. That's um, a pretty good spread but as I, as I was diving into this subject, I started reading about where, where, why are they called cemetery iris? It's very yeah. interesting. Why would you yeah. call them cemetery iris? So they're actually, um, they're a hybrid of iris that is sterile, which means their seeds don't, don't look like the parent plant. Their their seeds don't do anything really. um, <laughs> So the only way to get true cemetery iris is by divisions, by breaking off chunks of the roots. Sure. And actually, if you go, uh, if you look at um, even Wikipedia or some of the cemetery iris information, the practice of carrying around chunks of this cemetery iris Mm -hmm. started with warriors or I don't know soldiers in um, whatever you want to call them in Saudi Arabia and uh, Yemen. And when their comrades would fall and their bodies would be buried they would they would put this white iris on top to bloom and show that that is where somebody you know that they cared yeah. about had had fallen or had been buried And that was like 400 I'm sorry 1400. Around then, okay. So that's a really long time ago, um, and now that tradition of planting these beautiful iris over graves has come over to the United States, even as as early as a hundred years ago oh, in Texas. Wow. Okay. So um, in especially in really old uh, Texas. Um, Cemeteries where maybe there's not a lot of gravestones, or there's just one stone to kind of talk mm-hmm. about everything in the big square.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: In the spring, when the cemetery iris bloom, you can see exactly where all the graves oh, that's, are
3: That's
2: pretty cool.
1: I thought that was actually kind of spooky, kind of yeah. spooky. Um <laughs> <laughs> and like kind plant of plant ghosts, but kind of beautiful too. Like yeah. this plant has spread all over the planet only because it was used to plant over somebody that had passed away. Yeah. That's, that's I kind of cool. want that to be a a thing. Yeah. Like I want that to be like please Friends of the podcast, when I am gone, will you plant irises over me? (laughs) (laughs) I think that's really beautiful. And I'll probably do that, you know, to every hamster and every... I was
2: just going to ask, is it appropriate (laughs) to uh, do that with pets?
1: I think you can. I think, I mean, I just think it's a beautiful notion to... You know, you have your rock or your stone, but you also have something something living that that goes through the seasonal life cycle and marks different points uh, through the year. I mean, I think there's something really beautiful about that. So Cemetery Iris, White Flag, look them up. They're pretty cool. Um, I really thought that was cool to listen about. But I read some accounts from... Like, there were firsthand writings by people from Texas, and some of them were like, okay, some of these are opinions, and some of these are poorly written, and I have to kind of sift through. I really just want to hear kind of the legend and the impression they leave. Mm -hmm. And so, to get the impression that you are the only person witnessing hundreds of white irises blooming in a tiny, quiet corner of a cemetery that not many people come to anymore because it's like a hundred years old. And then all of a sudden the entire cemetery is in bloom. You're the only one to see it. And you know what those mean. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. That's pretty rad. So I did post a little Facebook post about that last week, um, with the best pictures I could find of them in a cemetery. Mm. Um, so that was rad. I thought that was a really cool traditional use of, viruses um and i think it's amazing that it came from a historically muslim area and spread to the united states and was used in the deep south like yeah that is a cool irony that kind of shows how people are are people are people are people yeah like you can't like we're all human beings and as much as you want to try and you know think that you're unique and amazing and you're the first person to do everything you're totally not
0: (laughs) well it's also surprising how much of these traditions really passed on without people really connecting the dots that way like Mm -hmm. you're not seeing like oh this was an old Muslim tradition that's kind of just lived on it's like there's a whole mystification because people just haven't looked seen that in that wide view in history
1: yeah So how is ancient Muslim Saudi Arabia like Texas from the 1900s, <laughs> the early <laughs> 1900s? It's dry. It's got them irises. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, that's cool. I, I really enjoyed that. I thought it was really beautiful. Um, I wanted to also talk about, so last, last episode we talked about trying to save some cuttings over the winter so you don't have to rebuy. All of your sweet potato vines and all of your coleus. Mm-hmm. Um, this time, I was—I thought we should talk about seed saving a little bit. Oh yeah. Yeah. So Dan, what do you—what do you know about seed saving? Well,
2: seed saving is handy because then you don't have to—you know—if you collect the seeds of what you've already grown, you don't have to go out and buy more, and you also don't have to baby the plants over the winter. Right. You know, you just plant them again in the spring. I think they, one of the easiest ways to do this is not necessarily seed saving, but just uh, self-seeding. You know, oh, if you're yeah, growing, yeah. like, uh, a lot of native plants are, are going to do this anyway. But um, things that will basically, you know, they'll flower, then they'll seed. And they their seeds kind of spread around in their general vicinity in your garden. And then they're not perennials, but they'll grow back next year from those seeds.
1: Mm-hmm. So.
2: You know, you buy the plant once and you got it for 10 years.
1: I feel like that happens to me with um, butterfly bush,
3: Mm -hmm.
1: butterfly weed, Mm -hmm. um, actually marigolds. I have these little Mexican, maybe they're not Mexican marigolds. I think they're called gem marigolds, (laughs) G-E-M, like the crystal gems. Um, So they... (laughs) (laughs) Wee. <laughs> oh, <pistons>. Sorry.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I like cartoons a lot. So you can talk to me about any cartoon friends. Talk to me about cartoons and plants. Um. Okay. So back to plants. Uh, these marigolds seed themselves all over my lawn and wherever I see them growing, I don't care if it's a crack in the driveway or in the middle of my hosta bed or just, you know, in my like... Tomatoes, I don't care. I let them grow everywhere because the flowers are edible and taste a little bit lemony. A little, a little. I've never
2: eaten marigold
1: flowers. Yeah. These are like I've little simple marigold marigolds. Flowers. Like they only have five petals. They're not this okay. big ruffly Bill Murray's going to knock it yeah. with a golf club on Caddyshack. No, it's not like that. It's, <laughs> it's these little bitty yellow flowers and I know they come in reds and they come in oranges, And they just seed themselves all over. But they're also ones that I will collect seeds from. Sure. Sure. And then I will share them with friends to try and give their yards some cool stuff too. I do that with like borage is a edible flower that seeds itself all over my yard. Um and grows everywhere and then so it gets mowed when it tries to grow where I mow. Like that's the that's its fault, not mine. Um
2: I know marigolds (laughs) are kinda easy too, right? Like Yeah, they're super easy. like, tell me if I got this right. Like, you you wait for the flower to bloom. Yep. The, the petals will dry and drop off after yep. a little mm-hmm. while. Mm-hmm. And you'll notice there's kind of, like, a chamber in there that's sort of, like, ripening on behind yeah. the, where the flower yeah. was. And it's got, like, the seeds are kind of in there.
1: Yeah. And, and the seeds can, are, like, long yeah. pieces. They're kind um, of, like,
2: long black.
1: Exactly. You got and it. And
2: they're, like, really thin and, like, really light. Yeah. You okay. got it.
1: So. Awesome when the little gem marigolds are done, you really only get maybe like 10 seeds out of each little flower head. Oh, really? Okay. But the thing is, is there's like 500 flower heads on a huge bush of all of these marigolds that have self-seeded all over my yard. So there's that. Um, So when you are collecting seeds, there's a few things that you got to know about storing seeds and collecting seeds. Mm -hmm. So uh, in your yard... If you collect seeds from a plant, there is a chance that the seeds you're collecting will not be identical to their parents. Yeah. They might express something new or they might look like not like the mother plant that you got the seeds from. Maybe it's from the pollen donor. Who knows? Because uh, some plants will hybridize very easily. Some plants uh, will self-pollinate, and then you get a pretty pretty, pretty true-to-seed yep. thing. And so we're just going to talk about basic 101-ing right here. I'm not talking about growing your own special heirloom bean that you have to keep separate from the world. I'm talking about, can you collect anything in your yard? Yeah. And there are a bunch of things that the answer is yes. So moss roses... Make little capsules that you can put into an envelope.
2: I had no idea. Yeah, I love moss roses.
1: I like moss roses too. Although I may never grow them again, maybe that's a <laughs> maybe that's for another podcast. They just die ugly, and um, yeah, when when a plant dies ugly, then I feel like I just have to pick plants that don't die so ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I needed I needed something that like gracefully transitions into the next part of its life. Yeah, like go away or continue to at uh-huh. least be interesting. Foliage don't look like a raggedy pos. That's all I want. <laughs> That's all I want. But these little capsules you can you can break off of um, poppies. You can shake the seeds into yarrow. Lots of lots of biennials, which means. Two-year life cycle. Mm -hmm. Lots of perennials. You want to seed outside when we can. Maybe we'll talk about that on our next one. But collecting seeds. You want to collect dry seeds that are ripe. How do you know they're ripe? Well, grab where the flower was. When you shake it, does it rattle? Or do the seeds fall out by their own already? Can you pull them out very easily? Those are all ways to know that the seeds are ripe and ready for distribution. Um, You want to put them in an envelope. And you want to keep them cool and dry. Dry, dry, dry. Because uh, any heat and any moisture is going to reduce the viability of your seeds. The viability means the ability to survive. The survivability. No, I just invented that word. The viable
2: word. survivability.
1: The viable survivability <laughs> of a hillbilly. No. Um, <laughs> you You really just need to keep your seeds at room temperature or lower and you need to keep them dry. So some people will even store seeds long-term in freezers that have silica packets and stuff like that. Okay. Um, And even seeds that you bought this year, did you not use them all? Okay. That's fine. You can probably use them next year. They're Mm going to reduce the amount of seeds that will survive. But the best way to keep seeds you collect this year or seeds that you bought this year whatever store them dry store them in the dark store them in cool temperatures and that will that'll keep them alive as long as possible so this year i grew so many tomatoes and gave so many away because i had all of these seeds left over from a purchase i did about five years ago
3: oh wow
1: right So some of them I was That's like, all right, time. these are really old seeds. They're five years old. I can't expect 100% of these seeds to be okay. So I planted five seeds in each little pot. Yeah. Because at, as long as only 20% of the seeds survive, right? I, I should get at least one sprout in each pot. So On average. So yeah. that was me hedging my bets. And I think my averages were, were pretty good, but I, I gave like a hundred tomato plants away this year (laughs) and I had a shite tomato year I had a terrible (laughs) tomato year for me and I personally don't save tomato seeds um the only tomatoes that I've saved seeds from were the little sun gold tomatoes and Mm. I think I bought those at a grocery store (laughs) but like Peppers and tomatoes, you're going to take the seeds out of the fruit, and you want them to dry. Tomatoes, you kind of want to, like, ferment the goo off of each individual seed. oh
2: ferment the goo? Yeah,
1: I think they leave them in a cup to get nasty for a little while.
2: Oh, wow.
1: But the stuff that's really easy to collect seeds from that you don't have extra nasty steps in is, like, most flowers... If they have something that rattles at this time of year, the September time of year, collect all the little seeds that come out of the rattle or take the whole rattle. You can save the whole thing. What is really important is you need to label your shit.
2: Oh, my God. You will never remember.
1: You want your year. (laughs) You want the year that you collected it. Because if you're like, oh, when are these hollyhocks from? Oh, my grandpa died 20 years ago, and these were his black hollyhock seeds. And he kept them in his hot garage, and there's 500 (laughs) seeds in a giant pickle jar. You know, those might not, those are cool, but you might not get a lot of viable plants out of that. Because you want to keep them cool, you want to keep them dry, and you don't want them to be airtight like that. You want them to be able to breathe. So I think um,
2: that's a misconception that people have. They'll try to seal stuff in a plastic bag or something, and then it'll mold.
1: Yeah, because you trapped moisture, and so you're fighting moisture. And then if it's molding, you're probably at a pretty warm temperature, too. I guess things mold in the fridge, though.
2: They do. Takes a while, but they do.
1: Meh. So if you can get silica packets to keep with your seeds to soak up any extraneous moisture that you don't know about, it can even be humidity that can kill your seeds. Like, yeah, I kind of have a seed kit that I carry around. It's like my Mary Poppins bag (laughs) and I carry it everywhere I go. Just like on Mad Max with the old ladies who had the seeds and I grow them out of little skulls like that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but I do have a seed kit, and it's in kind of like a Rubbermaid, but like shoebox size, and I have oh, everything yeah. sorted um, in different ways, and then nothing is like sealed up tight. It's all, like everything can breathe. Okay. Yeah, but um, I do think that, well, it's it's not just me that thinks that, but the fresher the seeds that you're using – the The more luck you're going to have. That's a way to hedge yeah. your bets. If yeah. you have seeds from 25 years ago and you got them from an estate sale, don't waste your time. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you right. know, I think we should say, though, that, like, you know, if you've got a packet of seeds, I recently started some seeds that were from, I think, 2013 or 2014. Okay. Um, and, you know, it isn't like... None of them are going to grow.
1: Right. It's you know, It's, it's not. Like, they're all dead. But it's reduced, yeah. reduced viability.
2: So you know, you may maybe plant the whole packet or sprinkle the whole packet over like a little area, and yeah, ten percent maybe will will come up. So you just put more in them, like you said, you put a couple in each spot. Right. And you expect one in each or yeah. something about that.
1: Or, come up, but. or plant old seeds and expect nothing because mm-hmm. then when you get only 10% of the seeds who did something, you're going to be like hell yeah girl, <laughs> oh man look how good I am, I magically made these ancient seeds turn into a thing <laughs> I think I think it's worth it yeah. is, there, is there anything that you try to save for from the like, year, from last mm-hmm. year to this year or next year or whatever. Not
2: really. You know, I, um, I'm so fickle in what, what I want in my garden that I always just get new seeds every year. It's, it's
1: just like seeds are so cheap,
2: right? Yeah. It's like two bucks and you get 500 seeds.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, it's so much seeds. I mean, sometimes I'll split a pack of seeds with, uh, Somebody, Cause I'm like, I don't need 500 ornamental kale. Yeah. Um, yeah. or sometimes I'll just go in on an order. If I'm ordering new seeds, I'll go in on an order with someone else mm-hmm. so that we can mm-hmm. share Yeah. shipping costs or something like that. I think that's
2: a better way to go anyway.
1: Cause shipping is going to be more expensive than your damp seeds in the first place. Yeah. So there's that, there's that. Yeah, that's how I feel about seed saving is it's pretty easy. Stick them in a dry envelope, keep them dry, keep them in the dark, keep them somewhere cooler than room temperature. And next spring you can try to start them indoors or try to start them outdoors. Um, And most of the time you're going to be pretty successful. Yeah. Yeah. I think... um, Yeah, I feel pretty good about that topic, and I have nothing to add to it at this point for a level (laughs) one intro. (laughs) I would love to have some of my seed-saving friends who actually breed specialty things and then save the seeds. Um, I have a friend named Dan who lives in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and I'll have to see, A, does he listen to the podcast, and B, would he want to be on the podcast? So. I'll work on that. That's my resolution. Seed Saver Dan
2: on the podcast for the fall year
1: (laughs) to get to get hippie Dan to help me out on this one because he's very passionate about it and he does a good job. So he started a seed library at his local library, which is really cool because, I mean, you buy a pack of seeds it's for one thing. All right. You don't need. 55 yellow pear Tomatoes yeah you really only Need a couple so What if you only got what if you Got 10 seeds from your library for Free and all they said was just bring us some Yellow pear tomato seeds back at the end Of the year to keep Our seeds fresh and that's a
2: Pretty good freaking deal to keep
1: the line Going you spent nothing you Know yeah that's really cool so Note to self talk To Dan about coming onto the podcast I will do that Hey Randy, didn't we have a couple of Facebook questions this go around?
0: Uh, we did. Let me uh, let me not be a butt here and pull them up real quick. All right, uh, friend of the pod, Nathan long uh, longtime listener, longtime uh, commenter. I've got an abundance of jalapeno peppers. What's some creative ways to use them?
1: <laughs> Ooh, what Ooh. a great question. I what like do you it. do with those extra Halloweenos Those jalapenos. <coughs> um, yep. creative ways to use them. This is a family-friendly podcast where we beep out all of the f- words. So, <laughs> uh, what do you do with jalapeno peppers? Warm, spicy jalapeno peppers. What would you do with extras?
2: Uh, well, I'll tell you what I would do with extra jalapeno poppers peppers. <laughs> jalapeno poppers jalapeno
1: pepper poppers pepper popper
2: peppers get some
1: cheese up in those
2: uh I actually don't make jalapeno poppers I like eating them at the state fair but I don't actually I don't actually make those
1: well what if you had too many what are you gonna do with them Dan oh
2: here's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna chop them up and I'm gonna heat them I'm gonna cook them in some oil uh I found this out recently. Are you
1: baking? Are you frying? Are you grilling?
2: I'm cooking them in uh, kind of like frying, but you're not trying to cook the peppers. You're just trying to get the like the spicy pepper juice to go into the oil because spicy pepper juice.
1: Caspicin, the the spicy molecule.
2: Yeah. The spicy molecule is actually soluble, much more soluble. In oil than it is in water Interesting Yeah so you like Simmer or whatever Like bubble Or cook it in the oil And you're gonna get All that spicy jalapeno Juices And spicy Into the oil And then you can just Put it in a bottle And then now you've got Like spicy oil You can make salad dressing Have like spicy salad (laughs) (laughs) Now I want spicy salad
1: (laughs) He's so fucking excited About spicy oil (laughs)
2: Can you imagine that? Like cranberries and spicy salad. And like, oh, man. That that is definitely
0: creative. Anyway,
2: that's one use. The other thing you can do, um, this is something that I only make every once in a while, but I think about it a lot, is you can like, when you get a watermelon, right, you cut open the top of the watermelon, like just like, like, you're just, like, slicing, like, a ninja. Just, like, slice the top
1: off. Okay. All right. Um, I but, don't know where you're going with this, but I'm listening. So, you're trying to, like... I can't wait. Get just, <laughs> like...
2: <laughs> just, like, the top little, like, inch or so of, like, their rind to come off. So, you, so that it exposes, like, the pink flesh on the inside. Okay. And then you get, like, a stick blender and you just kind of go to town in there and you blend <laughs> you blend up all the flesh inside the watermelon what yeah and then you kind of want to do a seedless watermelon when you do this but and then you're basically making like watermelon slushy in the watermelon right what
1: does this have to do with peppers
2: cuz then you can put jalapeños and mint in it and then you've got like spicy mint watermelon drink the
1: you've problem got with peppers, gazpacho. i believe watermelon gazpacho. gazpacho is what you just made in I mean, in the own watermelon yeah
2: the problem with peppers is like they're a flavoring you know they're not like a beet or a rutabaga where like it's the food that you eat so it's like you're never using very much so you have to have like lots of things, or you can make salsa or whatever but like even then you're still not really using much of the jalapeno okay so that's i would say you can't just do one thing with your jalapeno. You got to do a bunch of stuff. What do you guys think?
1: I, <laughs> <laughs> I am going to acknowledge your comment and not use it, probably, because I love watermelon. I I f- love watermelon, and I, and I don't think you should f- up the flavor of watermelon with jalapenos.
2: <laughs> I don't think it f- up the flavor. I think it's I think it's. F- Great.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Personal choice. Okay, so so Nathan Skadson. From
0: Wisconsin. No, he's from South Dakota. He's
1: from Wisconsin.
0: All right, fair enough. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. <laughs> yes. he should. He had, He does have a podcast. They have uh this the Scatson podcast with his uh, brother and sister. They're pretty. It's pretty fun, actually. That's it's cute. Pop culture. Yeah, it's they're they're all pretty entertaining people.
1: I'm real not good at
0: pop culture. I, I, I'm actually old camp friends with them. Um, I mean, I would say pickle pickle the hell out of them and give them to people who are your Bloody Mary friends.
1: Oh, smart. Who are your
0: like red beer friend? Anybody who likes adding like spicy stuff to it, pickle them. It's so delicious. It's great for like breakfast, and it's a little more subtle. It, uh, I, I'm a pickle fan. But also, if you're not doing that, I would also say like start making chili sauces, make your green chilies and your, and your, uh, whatever chilies you want. If you're, because I also know, um, like you can save it for some different various foods and add flavors to it that don't normally have flavors. And I would think like green chilies would be along the way with jalapeno use, like make some of those, like, uh, like along with the oils, like you can really make some good, like Mexican mixes with it and have like something ready to go.
1: Absolutely. I was going to say, throw them into chili Itself, Like, yep. it's chili season. The leaves are changing. There's a, a little snippy nip in the air. Um, and I've got extra tomatoes, too. Tomatoes plus uh, jalapenos is chili for me. I don't make salsa because I don't really know how to. Confession. <laughs> Confession of <laughs> a plant lady. I don't know how to do that. But. I do roast things and then freeze them to use them in a couple of months. So yeah. maybe yeah. you let's say you have a, a hundred jalapenos right now. I would maybe roast them and cut them in half, drizzle a little olive oil on them, take the seeds out, roast them in the oven. And I would Google the right times and temperatures on that because I'm a millennial. Uh, But I would roast those jalapenos and then maybe split them into baggies of five or 20 or whatever you think would be a good amount to use in chili. If you have tomatoes to freeze too at the same time, cool. Do it. Make a little chili starter kit with your own Mm -hmm. chilies and and tomatoes or just even just the peppers, because if you're going to do something... That is like a chicken tortilla soup, black bean soup. You're going to do chili or you're going to make um, a funky chutney to put on top of your steak like damn wood. Heck yes. Then that's a great way to do it. Um, I also think jalapeno poppers with jalapeno peppers are super delicious and cream cheese should be eaten at Popper every meal.
0: And honestly, you can freeze those things when my mother-in-law makes them from that, too. And it's just like you can freeze them, put them away, pull them out when you have people over. Throw them in the oven You're good
1: Oh so she pre-makes Jalapeno poppers Oh yeah She freezes her own You can do that
0: No basically you, you Because it, just, because it's basically no. Cream cheese And it just like Hangs out in there <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's so smart Yeah If you're gonna make Jalapeno poppers Nathan Witskadsen Would you please put bacon on them? Because that's a great decision.
0: Oh, that and at least send me some pickled uh, jalapenos. Because I would take that from my Bloody Marys all the time.
1: Pickle them, Bloody Marys, chili, chutney. Watermelon. Watermelon.
0: Uh, God right. right. Uh, hmm, I
1: I hope that those are enough creative ideas for you. And I would also uh, ask... Ask Google and see if anything comes to mind that's really smart. I don't know. I don't know. That's what I would do. Yeah.
0: No, I, I, th- I think we gave plenty of answers. If he doesn't want to do with his abundance of jalapenos, you can jalapeno shove it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nate. <laughs> jalapeno.
0: F- Nathan's <laughs> guessing you can jalapeno shove it. <laughs>
1: Do we have any more
0: questions? Uh, there is like one more, and I don't know how... The- this seems more of a put-down to herself more than anything. Uh, theoretically, if I've killed two aloe, two air plants, and a succulent, do I murder everything I touch, or is there hope for me? <laughs> There's still hope.
1: There is hope. From, from, hope. Our,
0: from a, a lis- listener and follower, Erica.
2: Listen, if you watch the, movie, the Star Wars movies, Which you one? know... Uh,
0: I'm thinking. I'm hoping a new hope.
2: I was. I was thinking a new hope, and I was thinking uh, the one that comes after that, and the one that comes after that.
0: And the original trilogy.
2: Yeah, you know, Darth Vader is the villain the whole time, and he kills a lot of people. But at the end, he's still redeemed. You know, there's still hope for him. And if there's hope for Darth Vader, there's hope for you
0: too. You will balance the force, Erica. Floors.
1: Erica, listen. Look, Erica, listen. <laughs> You're fine because aloe, I kill them all the damn time. Don't even feel bad. There's an aloe. I got this like from my deceased grandmother and I was like, wouldn't it be cool if I kept this alive forever? No. Plants are not immortal. <laughs> yes, it would be cool if I could keep it alive forever, but that's just not even realistic in my world. So I have these sad little aloes that I like keep little pups alive and then they kind of rot and look like, terrible. So don't even feel bad. <laughs> Air plants. I have killed many air plants yeah. because Mr. Riker, my small stripy cat, thinks it's really fun to shred them. He likes to take them and tear them apart. Well,
0: that's not you. That's your cat.
1: I know, but Come also... On, caveats. Also, there's like two of them that have died by just turning brown. So I didn't, (laughs) I didn't water them correctly or they didn't have the right light and air plants. Like I'm learning on those and a succulent, you know, it took me a few succulents to figure it out. So right now you're in the process of figuring things out. So Miss Erica, I would suggest there's a couple of house plants to try that are much more forgiving Mm -hmm. than succulents, air plants and aloe. Those are all. Pretty cool, but I have also had problems with those at different times. Um, so why don't you check out some spider plants? Oh, sure. Yeah, yep. those do pretty good. Um, you should check out some... Swedish ivy. Swedish ivy is a great one. You can just yep. like cut off chunks of that from yep. your friend's plant and stick it in water, and they'll just go crazy. Um, there's a bunch of stuff like Wandering Jew mm-hmm. um, that comes in purple or purple with green stripes. I'll be
0: fair. Can I move on to wa- Wandering Israelite at this point? <laughs>
1: wandering I didn't name it.
0: I know. I'm not. I'm not saying it's you. I'm just saying the industry should really take that on because it sounds real weird. That's all i it have to does. It It does, does sound, sound
1: real weird. weird. Um, maybe we should have an episode of plants that are named uncomfortably.
0: Yeah, there really should <laughs> yeah. be the uncomfortable episode. Mother-in-law's tongue. I'm sorry. I'm just tongue. talking about. That. Yeah,
1: who <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> will be on that episode (laughs) Uh, Wandering Jew I don't know why they call that (laughs) Uh, Okay so Odd Plant Names will be an episode we'll have a list of plant names that sound uh, inappropriate for their common names and then the ones that sound inappropriate for their Latin names.
2: Have you guys ever heard of the food? There's a food that they eat in the UK called Spotted Dick Oh yeah (laughs)
1: What does that grow on? Oh, man. Dan?
2: I don't know. I've never even eaten it. I've just heard it. I've just heard <laughs> out of it. Like, I've <laughs> heard I've heard tell tale of tales.
1: <laughs> dorks. You're both dorks. He's a dick. Erica, I'm really sorry. <laughs> Erica, oh, to man. answer your question, <laughs> you are fine. How like, do you have animals that are killing your plants? How can you get them out of your plants reach? Do you have enough light in your space? If you have no light, why don't you try a snake plant otherwise known as mother in law's tongue? Yeah.
2: That one is amazing. One of the benefits of that plant is that like even when it does start dying, you know, it'll have like seven spikes, right? Only one of them is going to start dying. Only one of them like dies back, so the other ones still look good even like until the last.
1: Those are days. very architectural, modern-looking plants too. They're, they're I think they they're pretty. Yeah. They're pretty cool. So hey, check out check out a couple more house plants until you find one that tolerates your pattern of abuse, Erica. And do not feel bad. Um, you know, I would maybe suggest going to a real nursery or greenhouse instead of just Home Depot or Ikea because the plants that go to some of your nurseries and stuff are going to be taken care of a little bit better um, so that you don't take a plant home that's already super stressed out. Uh, And that's a good way to hedge your bets towards success. And yeah, yeah, keep trying. It is okay to kill plants.
2: I think it's also good to point out, like you mentioned that, you know keep try try something until you kind of get the hang of it yeah you know like okay you killed a couple of aloe but keep keep growing aloe because you'll figure it out and once you figure it out then you'll figure out the other ones yeah quicker
1: try a different window and like the thing about you told me succulents air plants and aloe and the thing is There's like 500 different aloes out there. There's like 65 different air plants and succulent, like there's a billion succulents. So you really, you've, you've tipped the iceberg a little bit. There's a lot more experimentation until you figure out what, what, is going to be easiest for you. And there's a, f- like, depending on the plants that you get, there's a few little sensors that you could get that maybe help you. I saw there's one mm-hmm. that you stick in your plant and it texts you when it's too dry. Oh, yeah. So yep. you're, you get a text from your plant that's like, hey, I'm real thirsty. And, <laughs> and so you're like, hey, I have to go home and water my plant. This is a bad date. Goodbye. And then you can leave that blind date that you are on to go home and water your plant. Yeah or in the morning. I don't know. I kind of have like a, a pattern. I kind of water everything on Saturday. I start the weekend mm. and I drink my coffee and I hang out with my dog and I watch gardening Monty Don on Gardener's work from BBC <laughs> from a bootleg YouTube. And I walk around the house and I soak my ferns and I water my plants and Like, that's what they get. If my plants can't handle only being watered now and then, then those plants don't live in my house because they die (laughs) and I don't replace them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, and like, what if you figure something out and you move to a new place? You're going to have new light conditions, Mm. you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. All I know is, obviously, she didn't listen to the podcast before because we say it's okay to kill plants. And (laughs) she is.
1: It is okay to kill yeah, plants, She Erica. does not
0: in the privy, but you know what? I think the emphasis is research the hardest to kill plants and start there.
1: <laughs> yes. That's There's what
0: I a, always emphasize. <laughs> I keep
1: sending my friend Haley lists of plants that are hard to kill, and I really feel like spider plants are a great place to start. Swedish Ivy is a great place to start. Oh, yeah. Wandering Jew is a great place to start. Pothos. Pothos. Everybody's got a pothos. Get the cool lime green one. Yeah. I think those are great places to start and report back when it survives two weeks at your house and we'll, (laughs) and we will all toast you live. Uh, well, I guess we never do live shows, but um... not
0: yet (laughs) Not until we have to, with all the support we're going to get
1: from all of you,
0: (laughs) please Uh, support us.
1: But yeah, that's, I, I, I congratulate you for continuing to try a few different things and keep going. Try and try again, experiment, and it's okay to kill plants. It is all right. Yeah. Why don't you roll the credits, Randy?
0: thanks again for listening to the to verdant north find our blog posts online at verdantnorth.net. find us on twitter at verdant north and you can find us on facebook by searching verdant north if you want to contact us but hate social media you can email us at verdant team at gmail.com that is verdant at gmail.com you can hear this podcast through soundcloud itunes stitcher or google play music
1: all the for- places all of them
0: we are on every phone device if you have some weird jitter bug from two years ago sorry loser but you need an. iPhone Android or otherwise maybe Microsoft phone because you're not going to get this son Uh, don't forget to like rate comment and share the podcast we need more of those so we are more out there we need your help we do not pay for advertising we do not pitch us everywhere we are asking you our listeners to support us and help us by giving us to more people we thank
1: thank you to everybody who's a new listener for giving us a chance and thank you everybody who shared our podcast with a friend we really appreciate it and Mm. we're starting to feel a little more traction
0: and if you're really confused about liking anything or actually commenting anything uh, don't be afraid ask us and we'll help you because we want your support uh you can always find carolyn holstrom on twitter at miss zero line that's miss o line on you can find dan hudson you know uh just doing whatever dan hudson does he likes chutney he loves rutabaga you know that kind of you know (laughs) he loves it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I really wasn't Great on that one you got me there uh, You can find Nikki Lyons On Instagram at November blue 83 November BLU 83 and Finally you can find me on Twitter as well At Marlin underscore Rando and you can also Hear me on the scattered podcast Also available on SoundCloud iTunes Stitcher and Google Play Music and you Should hear Caroline one of her episodes Either now or soon <laughs> Uh, again, thank you. Special thanks to Brid- Brie Eddestad and Dewey Vu for graphics and artwork. And extra special thanks to our webmaster, Corey Hartung, for making sure we exist on the web. As always, thanks to Minneapolis Band Volcanoes for allowing us to use their tunes. Follow their hilarious video blog project on YouTube and listen to them on our tribal band. And their were our tribal band, Prozac Rat. Same guys on Bandcamp, YouTube, and find them on Facebook. Thanks for listening. And always remember,
1: it
2: is, okay,
1: it is okay
0: to kill plants.
1: Just... Keep trying. Keep trying. It's booty, okay. Booty,
2: booty, Cut booty, booty. Cut down. Stick them in the trash. <laughs> Burn them. Booty.
1: Life is too short for ugly plants.
2: More
0: on this podcast. <laughs>